Blog Talk Radio. Come back home. 
forward slash the divine, the hyphen divine hyphen prince. And also here on YouTube Live at YouTube.com. Be like Victor, O-O-D-O-O-T-Y-E. And of course, I welcome you now and always 15 minutes before the start of any show to call me on my live listening and call in number at area code 845-277-9143. Some of you know me. You may not have never met me in person, but some of you know me. And indeed, there are people watching me now, listening to me right now, who do indeed know me. You know I'm being fueled by something right now. <laughs> it came through at least just a little bit in my intro. And I am going to attack it today. I have to. I do my best. I do my best not to uh, uh, continue the bastardization, the appropriation, the demonization, the negative energy and images that have been historically placed on the head of voodoo. So I go out of my way not to talk about cursing people, binding people, attacking people, doing spiritual warfare. And I do extra diligence to ensure that you, when you come to me, when you present to me, aren't assuming, always assuming the battle. But there are occasions where we are indeed in battle. Indeed. And this is one of the occasions. I said yesterday that this is a form of witchcraft we're dealing with, this virus. Being cautious of what we touch, what we're near, who we're near, what air we're breathing and taking it in. And some people, even as late as April 14th, 2020, still don't get it. But that's not what I'm being fueled by right now. I'm being fueled by the uber-religious, the uber-religious, and particularly Christians. My personal opinion, this is my personal experience. This is my personal story. Read my mother's books. Read my sister's book. This is my story, okay? The worst people I've ever met, the people who continuously seek to reap evil upon me, negative upon me, attack upon me, they're not witches. They're not voodoo people. They're not tarot card readers. They be Christian. They be Christian. And I have one in particular that, that, that I've been attached to for decades. You know, sometimes it's worse when it's family, friends, within your peer group. In fact, it's always worse within, when it's within your peer group. Because then there's other energy there that buy, that binds that tie. Relationships. Some of you are, are perking up right now because I'm also talking about relationships. You get close, you get feelings, you get emotional. 
you de- develop commitment and, and, and ties, you know, and feelings and emotions, you know, that sometimes prevent us from going into the dark side. I talked yesterday about, about many of, of, of our women who are protecting men from their dark side, always there to clean up, always there to fix, always there to repair, always there to, to forgive. It's typically more often the woman than the man, typically. Not that when men, men, not that men don't manifest it, but it's typically, typically relationships, partnerships, families, marriages. And, and, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's as a result of something major, something egregious. But then there are those occasions. And you heard me say before, I'm not, I'm not quick to raise a wand. I'm not quick to raise an anaobia. And no one can ever say in the 12 years or more that I've been doing Block Talk Radio and, and the time that I've been demonstrating, how long have I been on YouTube Live? Since 2000, on YouTube since 2007. I've been doing YouTube Live for, for a year. No one can ever say that I've pronounced the attack, that I've come forward with an attack, that I projected something dirty, something negative, something evil upon someone on any show that I've ever done, in any documented conversation that I've ever had. Yet, yet, even in today's demonstration, the the immediate immediate thought, the immediate energy, the many the immediate prayer of many Christians is evil and darkness. Evil and darkness. And this one particular person that I got in mind this morning, that, that, that woke me up with some foolishness this morning, would never be as righteous as me, ever. Ever. Has never lived as righteously as me, ever. Ever. I, I don't have wayward kids that I'm not caring for. I don't have wayward grandchildren that I'm not present for in their lives. I don't have any men or women who say that I've been abusive to them in a relationship that can say I've been violent to them in any way. Yet this particular person who, by the way, I've always been the fall guy, pick up, repair, (laughs) you know, can you loan me? Can you help me out? And, And many of you have been in that scenario, particularly in your relationship. Yet this person always so in mind, always slinging shots, and, and then tries to mask it behind Christianity. Religion has fueled many religious folk, Christian and, and Islamic in particular, but, but I'm noticing a little bit of it now in, in the Hebrew Israelites, this sort of self-righteous condemnation judgment, pointing a finger at folks, trying to call folks out for being righteousness. When you're sitting on a, on a mound hill of wickedness yourself, it's exact, it's the kind of environment, <laughs> that's the kind of environment that will make me respond. That, that's the kind of environment that will make me pull out black candles. 
That's the kind of environment that'll make me count from your name and, and your very presence. That sort of thing. Um, I'm full of righteous energy, particularly when I get angry. I'm less likely to to battle foolishness. Don't have time for it. Don't have time for it. Don't have patience for it. Often I don't see it. I don't hear it. I don't respond to it. But when you bring it home to my doorstep, I I, I have to respond. (laughs) I have to respond. And, and, And I find that religious folk need demonstration, need demonstration. That's why the prosperity ministry is so successful, because people need demonstration, and often physical demonstration. That's why we don't hear God when he speaks in a soft, still voice, as my mother said. We don't hear destiny when it whispers to us, when it seeks to blow peace onto us. If it ain't shouting, if it ain't trumpeting, many of you don't hear it. And so you, so your ancestors then have to get involved, and they will bop you on the head. But you know what else? I'll bop you on the head, too, if you bring it to my door. I'll bop you on the head if you bring it to my door. Without ever leaving my circle, without ever leaving my zone of righteousness, Without ever having to go into any dark chest of, of, of wicked secrets, the things that people still project onto voodoo. And, and most of the voodoo people that I know that are operating authentically in this tradition, far more righteous than church folk. Far more righteous than church folk. We believe God far more righteously. You believe your pastor. You believe the book in whatever translation your book is in. You don't believe God. If you believe God, you would treat people, especially people like me, better than you do. Be, be sure you walk not among angels unaware. That's your book. That's your magical book. Be sure that when you're throwing mud and throwing a rock and hiding your hand and think that it's hidden and think that nobody can see your activities, be sure, be sure, be sure. I am not the one. I'm not the one. I got folks that's been around me decades, decades. They will tell you. I'm not the one. I'm not the one. And I don't do a whole lot of puffed up talking. I know some of you only want that on this show, in this platform, but but that's never been me. I'm not that guy. That guy, I'm not that girl. That's not me. And I've learned, and many of you have learned, the person carrying the biggest stick is often the most quiet. Often does not have a whole lot to say. Often it stays in their lane. And I stay in my lane. I stay in my lane. I play the cards that are dealt me. I'm not trying to reshuffle the deck. I'm, I'm not trying to, to create 
a, a predicament where people are, are bowing to my will under some some witchcraft power. You know, I hate the idea that people still associate voodoo with witchcraft. I hate it. I hate it. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. It's what I get up for every day. It's why I do this show every day. So don't accuse voodoo of being witchcraft. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Don't bring it at me. Don't bring it at me. But I will throw a mirror up at you. I will reflect back to you your own stuff. Multiply. Multiply. Your magical book says that. <laughs> your magical book says be, be careful that you aren't bringing the sins of the parents onto your own children, onto the next generation. So don't take my kindness for weakness. Don't take my righteous disposition for someone who, who has a fear of battle. I have no fear of battle. You better ask Wakani. I have no fear of battle. You better ask my mother. I have no fear of battle. You you can't be on the streets as a child and and not have a and, and develop a fear of battle. Come now, because I don't cuss and I don't act ghetto and and, and I don't act like I'm brand new and ignorant and paganism and, and spirituality and religion and ATR. Don't assume that I won't harm you. Don't assume that I won't hurt you. Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. It's better that a millstone be tied around your neck than to do harm to the righteous, especially people with clean hands, especially people who've done you nothing, especially people who have fed you, cared for you, protected you, looked out for you in your own foolishness, helped you care for your own children. <laughs> Come on now. Those are the people, those are the people you all need to be most concerned about. But those of you who are concerned about witchcraft, those are the people you should be concerned about. The people we easily look over. The people we easily disregard. The people we don't ever seem to think about. That we don't ever seem to remember. That we don't ever seem to offer good to. Because They've crossed us in some way, but because we're walking around in our blindness, I tell you, God has us on a timeout. God, God has us on a timeout. Hear me, hear me. Check your religiosity. Check it. Check it right now. Check it right now before you get checked. Before you get checked. I'm out of my mind right now, y'all. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Y'all don't understand Oshun. You don't understand Oshun at all. <laughs> you don't understand Oshun at all. Not at all. Not at all. Greetings, beloved. Welcome, welcome. 
I haven't even got a topic because I'm in my feelings right now. This this is what Divine Prince looks like when he's in his feelings. Okay, do you see my face? <laughs> but do you feel my energy? Yeah. Sometimes you have to prove things to people, especially religious folk. Especially religious folk. I find religious folk to be be vibrating at the lowest octave. Don't vibrate very high. Religious folk often don't get past if they even reach the fourth chakra energy. Trapped in the first, second, third chakra. Will, self-will, flesh, carnality, material demonstrations, material demonstrations. Because see, what you do out here has nothing to do with what's going on in the spirit realm. I could be before you right now in, in a t-shirt, you know, and my and my naked hair out. It wouldn't lessen my voodoo in any way. It wouldn't lessen my connection to spirit in any way. So so stop getting caught up in what it looks like. Stop getting caught up in what you think you look like to the rest of the world. There are some of us that can see your toxicity, that can see your cancer. I can see the, the zombies that are walking among us right now. I see you. I see you, and I know you, and I know you by name. And I bind you every opportunity that I have. Why you would even return unto me is crazy. <laughs> Why you would even be coming back to me is crazy. And sometimes, like I said, it's hard when it's your family. When it's your friends, when it's your spouse, siblings, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's more than letting it go to the voicemail, you know, it's more sometimes than just blocking the tweets, you know, I got some cousins say ignorant stuff, ignorant stuff, and so quick to post it on Facebook, so quick to post it on Facebook, you know, you know, that's the source. That's the source of, of the bad energy. Ain't nobody cursing you. Ain't nobody binding you. Ain't nobody coming after you. You waddle in your own mess, in, in your own understanding, or, or lack thereof. But when you get so bold, so aggressive, I'm not the guy to, to text scriptures to. <laughs> I'm just not that guy. I'm just not that guy. I know very few people who can go toe-to-toe with me um, scripturally. Very few. I know very few who can, can, can touch where I've had to go in terms of studying history, studying language, studying cultural nuances. I'm, I'm not that guy to come for if you want to do biblical battle, if you want to do Quranic battle, okay, if you want to do Vedic battle, I'm not the guy. I'm too well studied for that. And and those aren't your words. Those aren't your words. It means nothing to me, the quote-unquote religious person who can spit the Bible but can't translate it into your own words. Your own words 
demonstration of whether you even understand that truth. Almost anybody can sing the national anthem, but how many people even know what the words mean? How many people can even remember all the words in their entirety? So don't battle me with the Bible. I'm not that guy. You're already fighting a losing battle. No. Mm -mm. Not me. Not me. Especially when I've known you 30 years. (laughs) 40 years. You know, I know who you are. I know who you are. I know what you do. I know what you think about every day. I, I don't listen. I'm from the street. Oh, I grew up in the suburbs, but I'm from the street. Okay? One of the laws of the street, one of the act, uh, art of war, one of the laws of art of war, you don't, you don't produce a weapon, show a weapon, bear a weapon, unless you're prepared to shoot it. Unless you're prepared to shoot it. So I, I, I keep my left hand pretty well tucked away, but I'm capable of using it. I'm capable of using it. You better ask somebody. You better ask somebody. Zombies, Yoel. (laughs) Zombies in covens of twisted teaching, seeking righteousness in the sacrifices of the really righteous. And and if if I can tweak your comment just a little bit, um, man, twisted teaching. It's a stretch because some of these people aren't getting any kind of real teaching. These are the people that are self-taught, self-initiated, think they don't need any kind of teaching and initiation. Think they've written, read three books and and they got it down. Think they possess the Bible, you know, of voodoo, which there is not one, a, a Bible of voodoo. It hasn't been written yet. Um, there's no Bible of Ephah. It, it ain't been written yet. You know, and the books that even contain the massive volumes of, of Odu are very expensive to come by and hard to come by. So many of these people are operating uh, Yoel Adamus with no facts, no information, no teaching, no mentorship, and feel they need none, and feel they need none. And listen, I get it. I get it. That was that was 17, 18, 19, 20. By, by the time you're 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, and you are out in the stream of life, now we have to act like adults. Now we have to act like mature, mature people. Now we have to step into what we know and manifest what we know and, and accept life on life's terms. Okay, the, the time for fairy tales and nonsense is over. I knew the story about blood and bunny rabbits and, and Easter by the time I was 12 years old. So I, I wasn't operating in that at 15, 16, 17, 18, even though I was still in, in the spiritualist church at that time. But my peer group was growing, was expanding, understood that there was more 
to what was happening than, than what we were being told, than what we were visualizing, than what we were seeing. You know, and when you grow up on the piano, when you grow up on the organ, you know, when you grow up behind the, the soloist mic or, or the choir director's position, you hear the back scenes, the back energy, the back conversation. Not just what's going out in the pews, but what's going on in, in at the organizational, in the business of, of religion. And so I had a pastor once tell me that I knew too much for my own good, that I knew way too much too young. So I, I'm patient. That's what you all misread as, as kindness and weakness. I'm patient. Some of my clients know just how patient I am because they've taken me to the limit. <laughs> and I still keep bouncing back and, and bringing them back in and, and, and accepting them, you know, with a warm embrace. But I don't tolerate no foolishness. I just can't. I just can't, especially when it's up close and up and up personal. I have no problem cutting you off, cutting you off, cutting you out, chopping you up into little tiny pieces, putting you in a pot if, if I need to do so, because I'm here to defend what's right about voodoo. And voodoo is not witchcraft. Voodoo is not wickedness. Voodoo assault aren't waking up every day seeking to do harm to people seeking to control people, seeking to, to uh, take people's life force from them and, and use it for our advantage. That's witchcraft. That's witchcraft. This ain't witchcraft. Ifa is not witchcraft. And so it's not about control. No, no more than you can control God or you can control the Orisha. You can feed them. You can placate them. You can build relationships with them just like we do with humanity. And you're much more likely to get from me, from God, from the ancestors, from the Loa, what you want if you build relationships. If you build relationships. You can't go in with the attitude of, of, of getting only what you want, only to desire what you think you need, from God. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care. Christian, Muslim, Jew, Buddhist, Ephi practitioner, if you're only praying about your, your own greed, your own fulfillment, your own necessities, your own needs, you ain't giving it. And your ori is, is shut down. It's shut down. Because even your ori is not going to move in that environment. It's not righteous not clean. It's not pure. It's not holy. I'm not speaking tongues right now. I'm not speaking Pentecostal right now. Though if that's your path, that's you. If, if you're sanctified, then, then you have to live up to the tenets of your practice. So if you're Arisha, you you Lukumi, you Yoruba, you're a kind, you have to live up to the tenets of your practice. And I've traveled too many lanes, too many paths to see too many people <laughs> wearing a costume, wearing an outer garment of some philosophy, of some tradition, 
you you know, like the Wizard of Oz, you, you pull the, the curtain back and, and see the man or the woman who's really standing behind the curtain, then you see what's really up. And people think, as long as you can't see it, as long as you can't hear it, I, I, I'm okay. I, you know, that's crazy. That's crazy. Especially for you religious folks who say you believe in your faith. Especially for you magical folk who say you, you, you got the access to the power, to the ashe, to your witchcraft. You know, you cannot live unrighteously. You cannot. It comes back to you doublefold. It comes back to you seven times. There is mass, divine mass created, set up, organized just for what I'm talking about right now. And so it comes back to you a number of times more than that which you which you send out. And that which you are directing at me, projecting at me, <laughs> I project it back to you, multiply. Multiply. And I'm old enough, been around long enough. You know, I know I look cute and young uh, under normal circumstances when I'm clean shaven and, and got my uh, CoverGirl 420 on. But I've been around a minute. I've seen some things. I've experienced some things. I've lived long enough to see people talk stuff and die, cross thresholds and, and, and die. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen people dibble and dabble with God, with religion, with paganism, with magic, and have their children end up in the, in the worst of circumstances. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it. Been around long enough to see it. If, if you're 20, you ain't seen that yet. If you're 30, you, you, you ain't seen that yet. And maybe you've seen it a time or two. You ain't seen it enough. If you indeed have reached that magical age of 33 and older, and you're still operating in foolishness, and you still aren't getting it together, now you're old fool. Now you just might have been given over to a reprobate mind. I'm not here to judge you. <laughs> I'm here to judge that which you would send for me. I'm not the one. I'm not the one, beloved. You would rather my friend than my enemy. Trust me. Trust me. And I don't have very many enemies. I don't have a lot of time or a lot of energy to be doing dark work on people and finding people up and maintaining the Kobe's on, on, on a number of people. I got enough going on right now. I'm going to post up a, a picture or maybe a video a little bit later. I I got a candle burning right now for all my godchildren's ancestors. And my, my prayer now is that my house don't catch fire. Because <laughs> there's so many uh, candles ablaze in my ancestral room. But um, not me. You would want to ask around. You would want to ask around. If I can see death, I can communicate with death. I can call death. I can rebuke 
death. If I can see death, y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on now. What are your questions, comments, or requests for me today? Please come on in. Greetings, Keona D. Carter. Please give Keona all due respect as our goddess and queen moderator of the chat. If you can, type all of your questions, comments, and requests in all capital letters. We will be more than happy to acknowledge you and to respond to you. Um, of course, you can call me now on my phone line at area code 7914385277914. Absolutely, if you're listening in on, on either platform, keep me alert of any technical issues, buffering, glitches, what have you, um, and, and we'll adjust it accordingly. Uh, greetings, Arisha, and anyone else that I have not um, acknowledged as of yet. Rob Stone, thank you so much for being a part of the family and, and for returning and being a contributor to the show and to the platform. I appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time to be a part of Revolutionary Hoodoo. New Orleans movie sequence and recipes. And of course, as we do, we acknowledge the powers of divination. We acknowledge the powers of, of sight and seeing and vision. The magical book says people perish without a vision. Our young men will dream dreams and our old men will see visions. And so it's a critical component to our divine humanity to have our third eye be open and operate in spirit. We also acknowledge the guardian of the crossroads who opens and closes doors, the divine trickster, if you will. And I like to rep remind people, his, his job is not to conflict and confuse. Just, that's not what Lakeba does. That's not what Eshu does. However, the divine trick is ego, is when you don't pay attention, is when you don't acknowledge, is when you don't humble yourself to powers greater than. There's a form of issue that we know that only has one leg, only has one arm, only has one eye, you know, um, only has one ear. And, and we see that issue in Brazil also. Uh, once upon a time, he was positioned right over my over my shoulder here, um, which reminds us about the frailties of balance, of balance, literal and figurative balance, and that we must operate in balance. We must operate at the center of our being, at the center of life in, in, in all things, lest we spend one of Eshu's main names the one who spins and whirls and twirls and turns around. We acknowledge Ajay. Ajay. I acknowledge Ajay and the powers of Iyami to uh, give and impart Ajay. I am grateful to be among the blessed and not the cursed. I'm, I'm grateful to be among those who, who walk with the divine creators and ancestors and, and not walk amongst the, uh, the uncursed. 
I'm sorry, the unblessed, uh, the accursed. I acknowledge the powers of water, mommy water, fresh water, salt water, cleansing water, the elixir of life, if you will, the philosopher's stone. I acknowledge the power of, of our abilities to recreate and create through purging and cleansing and, and, and nourishment through the power, the great magical power that is water. I advised you a few days ago to take your sweet bath, take your cleansing bath, take a bath. If you normally take showers, now during this corona time, take baths and light your candles and invite prayer, invite the spirit of, of prayer and healing and happiness into your world and, and wash away the layers of what is old, the layers of that which you no longer need, the layers of that which no longer serves you. We acknowledge Oshun and, and I'm sorry, we acknowledge Yemaya and Olokun, uh, the powers of uh, salt water in particular today, the, the powers of amniotic fluid, you know, to give life to, to give birth to. So in all things, I acknowledge the ancestors in the ways of my ancestors, my forefathers and foremothers and those who came before me. I acknowledge them. I allow them to stand up in me and with me and around me. Yes, Orisha, Papa and Mama. <laughs> yes, yes. I um, invite you to take this time to acknowledge your ancestors to feed your ancestors, to awaken the power of your ancestors in your life, particularly in this present moment in time space. I, who lived through bubonic plague, who lived through yellow fever, just a hundred years or more here in the city of New Orleans, who are ever so close to us. You know, they're in St. Louis Cemetery, number one. They're in St. Louis Cemetery Number Two. They're in Lafayette Square. Um, I'm sorry. They're in uh, Lafayette Cemetery Number One and Number Two. Um, they're so close to us, and many of us, including tourists, you know, walk among them each and every day on a normal day in New Orleans. And now, you know, with this uh, calamity among us, you know, there aren't any tourists right now. There aren't any tours happening right now. Uh, people aren't given access right now to to these cemeteries and, and, and to the uh, burial, sacred burial lands uh, of these people. But we're ever so near to them. We're ever so close to them. And so even here on, on, this, on this land um, that I know so well the history of um, Treme, historic Treme, do Main Street, North Villery, I lay my offerings on the ground ever so gently during this time and acknowledge those who survived, those who survived and who are now standing up to ensure that we too survive. And we will survive this. We will survive this. Um, we don't like to talk about death and, and who dies and, and why they die and and, and, you know, we, we had a slippery slope of that during Katrina. Uh, and you had your evangelical Christians, uh, some of the most negative people that I know, 
making the suggestion that somehow it was God exacting revenge, God exacting some sort of uh, retribution on New Orleans in particular for being uh, just this wicked uh, city of voodoo and and nightclubs and and strip clubs and and, and bars. Uh, so you know we never want to look at a calamity and sort of position our way ourselves in, in that way. Uh, but we can look at nature and our relationship as a people, as a humanity to nature. And so nature will push back. Nature will rebalance itself. Nature will create, you know, order among itself. Just as we understand water speaks its own level, so too does nature to bring about uh, the rebalancing of itself. And when we are operating in order, we too have the ability to recreate health and wellness within ourselves to indeed heal ourselves. The notion of self-discovery and, and self-determination um, is it, not so unusual. It, it's, the, it's the Kwanzaa principle. Um, so, so the need for self-edification, for self-cleansing, for self-purifying, uh, for self-empowerment um, um, is exactly what we're here to do. But we don't negate, negate our protocols. We don't negate our elders. We don't step over the order of things in order to accomplish that. You can't live off vitamin C alone. Zinc products alone won't fix this for you. <laughs> Drinking enough water won't flush out the virus for you. You know, those things are great. Those things are, are healthy, you know, in a regular routine regimen of healthy living. Uh, but there are no shortcuts to this. There are no shortcuts to this. So be careful. Be careful in your demonstrations. Be careful. Um, I'm grateful, Neophyte Bocour, tourist, grateful. Um, I don't know if I'm going to actually get that donation because it just hasn't worked yet <laughs> with me and 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 YouTube, but, but I, I appreciate the offer. I really do. Um, Yoel Adam, um, I hope this is not your first question. Yeah, I guess it is your first question. I want to be sure I wasn't missing anything that came before. How do we seek to humble the egos of those stuck in its maze of illusion. Now, beloved, with all due respect, there's just a little bit of ego in how you worded the question. Because see, I'm not here to humble the egos of those, suggesting those, those people, you people, that's not what I'm here to do. I've got to humble me. I've got to humble my own demonstration. Um, those people, those will be humbled by the Most High. Those will be humbled by the ancestors. Those will be humbled by life itself. Now, now if you're crossed, if you're violated, and, and, and violation comes in many degrees. I, I'm not talking about getting in your feelings. I'm not talking about somebody, you know, insulted you. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, you know, they disrespected me, you know, in social media. I'm talking about real violation. 
and then continuous violation. Now, now if, if I weren't so close to the source, I'm dealing with a stalker right now, because, you know, who only stalks with the negative message, wants to check in. And some of you have frenemies just like this. Only want to check in, not to see that you're doing okay, but to see if something bad has happened. Wants to see if something negative is occurring with you. Wants to see if something negative has manifested with you. And these people are testable. I talked about this years ago. When they call, force the conversation in the direction of divine peace and blessings. Always take it back to divine peace and blessings. And see how long they stick with you. See how long they find out that they forgot they had something else to do. See how long before they hang up, before they end the call. Those spirits, because that's a gin. That's a gin. And those gin can be tested. So I have love for the source. I know the source very well, but I know the source has a gin attached to him. So that I'm clear, I don't want anybody to be panicking or in their feelings. I'm, I'm talking about a male, not a female. I'm talking about a male. I know there's a gin attached. So I'm not battling him. I, I'm battling the gin. And when it's close to you, close enough that you can't cut it off. Now, there's times when you can completely cut it off. Me and my dad, cut off. Cut off. Can't call me, can't email me, can't visit me. There's just nothing, you know, you a stranger walking by. But then you have people in your family that got issues that you love. You want to, you know, you want to be there for them. You, you want to stick in their corner, but you're dealing with crazy, drugs and alcohol, or, because you've heard me list that before, you, you can't argue with crazy. And you can't argue with drunk or high, but you can't also can't argue with a gym. You also can't argue with a demon. And there are very specific ways to come at a demon, to come at a gym. And first you have to remind them who God is, what God is, who I am, who you are. You, you got to first remind them of that. In the ongoing dissertation, because see, they, they're never going to remember. The human host is never going to remember what you say. That's why you keep having to repeat it, because the gin removes that memory, dilutes that memory, clouds, so you find yourself having to repeat over and over again. I can't keep helping you. I can't keep loaning you. I can't keep coming to your rescue. I can't keep being your your sounding board when what you're throwing is stone. I, I can't be present for that. But when you need me, I'll be present for you. Some of my parents listen to me, unfortunately, are in that position with a child. Some of you are in that position with a spouse or, or, or a love interest. And it, it, it's too close to home. It's the parent of your child or your children or your grand, you know, too close to home for you to entirely, but you can make clear boundaries, set up clear boundaries. Well, I often have to say, you know, with this particular person, the minute the conversation goes left, 
I'm blocking you with me. The conversation ends. And so they often like to text because, you know, it's, it's completely different when you're on the phone. But, so they like to text. This, this gen likes the, the illusion of anonymity. Now, of course, in a text, you know it's me, I know it's you. But there's still that level there where, you know, you assume no one else is caring about. Even if somehow this text was leaked into the into the real world, no one could ever, you know, really tie it back, you know, back to you. That, that kind of thing. You're dealing with the gym. You're dealing with the gym. And gin has to be handled swiftly, <laughs> quickly, distinctly, and without any reservation, any reservations at all. There's no holding back when I'm in that kind of battle. None. None. And I assure you, I, I win. I win. I win. Because I don't live the type of life, I don't walk the type of path where I'm crossing people, where I'm, where I'm doing wrong to people, where I'm throwing dirt on people, where I feel I need to judge people. I say it all the time. I don't prophesize. I'm not here to sell voodoo. I'm not here to sell you on voodoo. I'm not here to convince you that somehow voodoo and ATR and indigenous religions and cultural uh, traditions are for you. But religious folks feel an obligation to do so. They feel a righteous obligation to correct your life, to correct your path. And I hate it say come into my house and eat, but only after you sit through my prayer, but only after you sit through my my preaching for an hour, my ministry for an hour, my propaganda for an hour. You don't mix that up with helping people. You don't mix that up. So it's very clear to me when these religious folks, quite often they be Christian. I, I know that's offensive to some of you. I know because you have this sort of uh, rose-covered glasses, you know, view of yourself and, and your religious practice and, and how people, you, you don't see the children that's being molested. You don't see, you know, what the priests and the, and the preachers have done over the years. You don't hear any of that news. It, it does penetrate, you know. And so you got this, you know, one-sided view of religion. I don't have a one-sided view of religion, any religion, including Buddhism. And when it's wrong, when it's dirty, when it's unrighteous, I'm the first to attack, especially if you bring it to my house, especially if you cross my threshold with it, especially if you choose to email me with it. Folks, now I can ignore your email, but, but, but if it's somebody I know, somebody I feel some kind of relationship with, you know, I, I've built relationship with many of you right now who's listening to me, you know, that I would take a second thought or a pause if I got something negative from you. I would think about it first. Maybe maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe something, you know, is going on with them. You know, I, I would give you a chance first before I would come out swinging <laughs> with, both, with both guns, you know. So I'm not here to debate, never have been here to debate, debunk people's religion. I want to be present 
for those who are seeking understanding, are seeking clarity, particularly those who are drawn to African-based traditional systems, ATR, Lukumi, Santeria, Palo, Kandable, Voodoo, Vudon, uh, Ifa, Akan, you know, I'm most concerned about that, voodoo, root work, conjure, but I want it represented appropriately. I want it represented accurately. So I don't take kindly to the Christian, to the Muslim. I had one that came the other day. Within the last week, I get them a lot, um, who were Hebrew Israelites, you know, who came through talking that hell and damnation and fire and and Hades and, and, you know, I end that conversation with, you know, you are now an agent for white supremacy. We have nothing else to talk about. That's usually the end of that conversation. That's usually the end of it, <laughs> okay? Because that's, a, that's what it is. That, that's what it is. When a black Christian comes at me with a holier-than-thou platform, with all this darkness and evil and bad information, about what voodoo is, I call you a white supremacist to your face. You're a white supremacist. You, you might not be white. Many pe- white people are not white. <laughs> Many white people are not white. <laughs> they mixed up with other, you know, with other races. So you ain't got to be white to be a white supremacist. If you're walking in white supremacist tenets, if you support white supremacist tenets. If you're willing to regurgitate and vomit white supremacist tenets. So when you start quoting King James to me, you're quoting white supremacy to me. And I'm not trying to hear white supremacy from nobody. Not even black people. Nobody. So don't cross me. Don't dare me. (laughs) Don't tempt me. Your hands are too short to box with my ancestors. Too short. And my awareness of history, archaeology, genealogy is too advanced. It's too advanced. That's how you break white supremacy down, with knowledge and information. With knowledge and information. Take them tests, y'all. Don't believe the hype. The propaganda is designed to keep you all from educating yourself about who you are. It's to keep you in the dark about who you are. It's so that you never fill in the blank between this continent and the one that you were removed, forcefully removed from. So don't fall for the hype. Don't fall for the white supremacy. Don't fall for the racism. Don't don't fall for the proselytizing and the propaganda. <clears throat> hey, key on the beloved. I'm open up three. Three two three. Three two three beloved. Hello, how are you? Hey girlfriend, you're with me. <laughs> I appreciate you. Always a blessing. I'm a little throwed off today, but I'm I'm getting it together. I, when I get it out, I'm getting it together. I, I don't hold stuff no, in. It's understandable. Yeah. It's just because we don't bother people and and in our line of in our calling, you know, when when we are bothered, we see blood. You know, because we understand that it's not the flesh and blood. We understand that there are thousands upon thousands that have plotted and they're using this weaker vessel. And we're like, how dare you? 
like, we're out here doing the work of creation. How dare you try to attack me? So it's not necessarily that person that you're talking to, but you're talking to that person. You're talking to those shapeshifters, that energy yeah. that's manipulating your yeah. weaker vessel to say, hey, this is not what you want because you see me, but you also, because you are behind the veil, this energy, you filthy spirit, you're behind the veil. You see who's standing behind me. Don't test me. You know, that's what you're right. talking to. So it's not flesh and blood yeah. because we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. And I, like how you say, yeah, and I like how you say shapeshifter because this particular person who set me off today is a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we'll talk Bible and religion and, and, and who and what is an abomination and who and what is evil. while at the same time, in, indulging in the very things that he would accuse you of, accuse you of. And the one thing he accused me of this morning that set me off was witchcraft. I've never done witchcraft, ever. I've never you been can. on the dark side, ever, ever. So don't accuse me of that. Don't accuse me of that. Don't accuse voodoo of that. Yeah, I, I get in my feelings. First of all, people I, don't understand what witchcraft is. Witchcraft is manipulation. That's right. Six, Another seven, eight, thing that bothers me, and I got to say this, and please, God, let me say this. I got to get this out. We don't, he don't, people don't realize in the flesh. Let's not even talk about spirit. The people don't realize in the flesh to practice this um, path and to do uh, fortune telling and to tell path. That is, in certain states, it is a felony to do this. You have to give disclaimers to say that it's for entertainment, even though you are shaping and helping people's lives to heal. So you don't do this to 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 showboat or to be flamboyant or to be seen. This is a calling that you're risking your very life to do. So I need people to sit down somewhere and quit playing. This yeah. is not a game, nor is it for the week. That's so right. if you want to play with these spirits, let's show you how it goes. If you want to talk about somebody with some witchcraft, let's talk about these witches that was burned at the stake. So if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. But don't just be That's out here going off of what your ancestors who were who were forced into slavery were taught because they because they were forced to because deep down inside they knew the truth but they were not able to operate in it. So let's call a yeah, thing a thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and this guy that I'm you know got in my mind right now uh, is a black Republican, so he doesn't he doesn't even you know espouse to He's lost. you know. That, that understanding of, of ADOS as, as we do. Um, he, he, he don't even, you know, he can't process that really. Um, and he's, a, he's uh, you know, a shapeshifter. So one of the, the shapes that he moves into, you know, he'll cross over into that black Hebrew Israelite territory every now and then, at least in terms of what come out of his mouth. While at, at the same time saying that, you know, they're a bunch of idiots, and, and, and that don't make any sense either, you know. Um, give me a second, beloved. Area code 678. 678, your mic is open. Greetings. Who's calling and where are you calling from, 678? Good afternoon. Can you hear me, Todd? This is April Anthony. Hey, beloved. Greetings. Peace and blessings. <laughs> I hate the way they got you today, but the fact that you are getting it out knows that all is within. You'll be fine. So I'm glad of that. Um, I just had a quick question for you today. Um, 
I sent um, an email because I'm trying to gain clarity on which service um, to choose, and I'm still not sure. And so um, I'm just trying to figure out how do I know the difference. The basic consultation, basic tarot is just that. It's going to be a, a basic 30-minute tarot. It's typically not the, the service you would you would seek if, if, if you got a complicated scenario or you're looking for um, much more detail and instruction than just what's most practical, what's most evident, mm -hmm. what's most on the surface. And, and of course, my complete divination involves more than one tool, more than one system, um, not just tarot, but I often use other systems in, in the involvement of the complete divination. And then, of course, the uh, ritual initiation work divination. It's for people who want to initiate or people who, are, who want to have work done or people who want to look at things at, at a much more detailed, um, refined level. There's a great deal of work attached with, with that service. Um, often, because people are, are coming with, with requests that require some, some level of repair, fix, or information, uh, even we consider um, initiation. And then, of course, my ancestral work in divination is, is just that, to help people to uh, gain greater awareness, greater knowledge about how to operate in that, how to use the information that you receive from the various uh, DNA sources, and then how to apply that to your, to your practice, to your path, to your work. Um, I want to say greetings to my mom. Thank you so much, Gary Von Sell Savage, for being present and um, <laughs> hearing me go off just a little bit, okay, uh, which I don't do a whole lot. I don't do it a whole lot, but I don't hold it either. Some of you are backed up, constipated, you know, because you don't get things off and out immediately, and, and you let it fester. Now, now, people that know me know I can be hot for about 15 minutes, and, and then I, I'm, I'm on to the next thing. I don't care how egregious the, the affront is. Um, it, it cannot interfere with my life. It cannot interfere with my healing. It cannot interfere with me moving on to the next level, and, and you shouldn't allow it to either, but sometimes you've got to voice it. Sometimes you have to get it off your chest. And my mom did it by writing a book, writing three books. You know, Wapani did it by writing several books. Um, so there's more than one way to, to, to work it out. You know, therapy might not be for you. Talking to your, your minister or your imam or, you know, or your practitioner might not be for you. Uh, but writing can be so therapeutic. Uh, and, and, and creating platforms like this where you can, Share your voice, stand in your truth, speak your truth, uh, and, and then have other people share, you know, and their response to the truth is, is very healing. It's very cathartic. Um, and so this platform is, is just as well a ministry for me as it, as it is for those of you who say that you benefit from me doing this every day, who, who say that you gain um, from me doing this every day. Um, both of your mics, um, April and Kiona, are still open and will remain open throughout the show. So if you have questions or comments, all you have to do is unmute yourself and
come on back into the conversation. Anyone else who's on the phone lines at 845-277-9143, do press the number one on your telephone keypad. This lets me know that you're raising your hand, and then that allows me to unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. And, of course, if you can't, be both online and on your phone at the same time. Just type that into um, your chat in all capital letters, if you can, so that both me and Fiona can see it and respond to it. Um, and if you can't type in all, all capitals, use, you know, correct pronunciation, quotation marks, question marks, uh, so that we can see your question and distinguish it. Uh, from the other contributions in, in the open chat. Uh, yes, Rob, uh, Rob Stone um, wrote, continued agitation rewards the demon. Um, and I, I agree with you uh, from both perspectives. Um, when, when you're dealing with a demon, a gen like that, um, that's attached to some, something or someone that you have to have um, infrequent contact with, um, the goal is to create energy. So the more they can work you up, the more agitated you become, the more they can bring disbalance um, to your life. Uh, like a vampire spirit, that they feed on that. They need uh, that energy to survive. Um, so I have two, and I don't want to give away all my secrets, Rob, but I have two ways that I approach it. Um, on the one hand, I agree. I agree, I agree, I excessively agree with what's being said in, in the moment, in the communication, uh, because this demon hates to be agreed with in that way. Um, they, they're going to have to switch up their position now because there's no opposition in, in, in agreement. Uh, and then the other way that I, I deal with it is, as I stated earlier, um, sometimes you have to stand in retreat. Sometimes you have to remind people of who you are uh, I, my mom would tell you have, you know, was bullied as a child. I've been a victim. I was the one that was chased home up, up until a certain age, uh, actually up until I reached the ninth grade. Uh, and then something clicked over the summer of the ninth grade. Um, I had already been given an opportunity to try a private school, a Christian private school where they were allowed to physically abuse you, by the way. So that didn't last but two two quarters. You know, it's four quarters in a year. That only lasted two quarters before I was back in the public school system. Um, but then after that, um, the idea that I was going to have to leave junior high school, uh, for those who are from Prince George's County, Francis Scott Key Junior High, uh, it, they changed the name, I believe, to a middle school. It's some kind of advanced technical school now. And over the summer, I had to contemplate that I was now going to Suitland Senior High School, uh, which to some degree is still bad, by the way. Uh, the neighborhood surrounding Suitland is still bad, by the way. Um, I had the opportunity of, of walking through that community in the year of 2000. Uh, I went home for a minute uh, to visit my sister, Tessie, and um, she lived in District Heights. And so I would walk through that community surrounding Suitland High School on my way to 
that new modern uh, District Heights metro station. And it's still bad. And, and drug dealers hanging out with, with pit bulls and seeking to intimidate people just passing through um, in, in the community. And it was weird how on the emotional level, it invoked the same response in me that it did back in the day. And so it, it, it was in the ninth grade that something clicked in me. And so the first time that I had a, a actual physical confrontation um, at school in the 10th grade, um, I beat the guy to the ground. Just, just, I can remember it like it happened yesterday. I just dropped my book and beat him to the ground. Um, I, I no longer was going to accept being bullied, being attacked uh, in, in any way. And, and just so I'm clear, this is before the voodoo. This is before the crystals and stones. This is before, you know, the dreadlock hair. Because now I had to go through that all over again, but, but from a very different way. So that's Jen that showed up in my text messages early this morning. It's about challenging beliefs, challenging your understanding, challenging your, the position that you say you're standing on, that you say you believe. That's why me and my mom get along so well. My mom is secure in her position as an evangel evangelical Christian. Just as much as I am secure in my position as a voodoo, revolutionary voodoo revivalist. Okay? And, and so we don't argue. We don't debate. We can discuss spiritually, religiously, politically, psychologically, emotionally. We can discuss anything. The religious person who can't hold a decent conversation with me has got a problem. Has got a problem. What they say they believe, what they say they're standing on. And as I suggested in the previous show, it might have been yesterday, they're questioning themselves. It ain't about you. It's really about how what you look like, what you believe, how you're showing up how your demonstration affects what they think they know about themselves. It causes them to question themselves. And so when you're not secure in what you think you know and what you think you understand or, or the quote-unquote religion that has been, you know, placed upon you, you know, by society or by your parents or, or, or through your upbringing, then it, it's almost impossible to make adulthood to reach 33 and, and not have questions about your self-identity, your own self-esteem, your own ego, your own position in the world. So we often see religious folks abusing religion, abusing their positions of power, abusing their positions of authority, abusing their positions of leadership because of people's blind faith, blind faith. Once you move beyond the blind faith into knowing, into study and, and reinforcement, into edification and education, you, you no longer can operate in, in blind faith. It's too late. You've moved on now beyond the blind faith. And it does not require you to therefore challenge everybody who can't see what you see or, or who are not where you are. And particularly if we're talking about 
ATR, particularly if we're talking about voodoo. I don't expect everybody to see what I can see. If everybody can see what I can see, then everybody would be a reader. Everybody would be a professional expert reader, I should say, not just a reader, a professional expert reader. Everybody would be in the business of ministry if everybody could see, if everybody could see. So let he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And let he who has eyes to see, let him see to me with your religious nonsense. Don't, don't do that. You, you'll only hurt yourself. You, you'll only hurt yourself. My, my mother would tell you my position will not be disturbed. I will not be in my feelings. You know, there's no sense of conviction to, to what you believe. I'm free. I'm free from that. I'm so free. I can't tell you how free I am from from uh, indoctrination into those traditions and those belief systems. I'm free in voodoo. That's one of the things that attracted me to voodoo uh, at an adolescent age was the freedom that was projected there and, and not sort of the notion that I have to wait on the backup, that I got to wait on tomorrow, that I got to wait on heaven, you know, to get my immediate needs met, to get my immediate issues met. And some of y'all think every slight is a is disrespect and every, every disrespect is, is cause for battle and it's just not. Put your guns away. It's not that serious. I've always carried a weapon. Always. Always carried a weapon. <laughs> but you who've known me for years who are just finding that out, yes. Yes, girl, I've always carried a weapon. But I'm not quick to pull it. I'm not quick to use it. I'm not aggressive. People want to, you know, label Voodoo aggressive. Well, we aggressive. We out there. We ready to do something to people. That's not real voodoo. Not real religion of any type. That's not real spiritual of any nature. But my mama tell you, I've always carried weapons, always. And I will hurt you if I have to. A person who's been backed in the corner as many times as I have, as a, as an adolescent, as a child, does not get back into the corner as an adult. So let's not play the the spirit game. Abu Shishte, Ashe, Paul Cologne, greetings and salutations, beloved. One of my best godchildren. Bill Brown, greetings. Thank you so much for sharing in the chat and being a part of the show. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm Bill. Oh, I need to talk, talk to you. Go ahead, beloved. And I hate to pull on your energy because I know people are always big and asking for something, including me, but I really want to talk to you. So what do you think I should do? Because my, I have lost my um. Like normally when it comes to business, I could just sit for like a long, 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 long time and do it. And now it just takes me like a minute to want to even get motivated to do it. So is there something that I could do to just get this down, blah, feeling away? You're talking about in terms of your business or personally? Business, both, really, because it's just like it takes me a minute to just get started, and when I get started, I can go. Those are two different things for me. Unless, unless 
your business is who you are. So without fully understanding your business, and, and in all due respect, I really don't understand yet. And, you know, we haven't had that conversation on what it is that you really do and what your goals are and what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about noon Saturday. But that's, that's another issue. Um, so I, I would first say be sure that what you're doing is, is what you're meant to do. And, and that's not just you, that's anybody who's listening to me. A lot of people take jobs, do jobs to bring in income, to pay their bills, to meet their needs. And it's really not who you are. I, I got a client out there right now who's in the military. And I think it's shocked that I said in our most recent divination that he should be more creative. That that's not. And he asked me directly, well, are you saying that, that this ain't my destiny? No, it's not. No, it's not. And, and you will know, if you're watching me right now, you will know clearly three months that it's not. And, and that you now need to readjust your life and move a different direction. So that's why I asked you, beloved, um, and it's Keona, right? Because mm-hmm. you and April sound a little bit alike on the phone. Um, yeah, so be clear that what you say is your business is really your business. And it's not just you know, something that you eye because, you know, okay, I'll give you an example. I would love to be in real estate. I would love to own my own building, own my own fourplex, duplex, you know, whatever, and, and rent that out, lease that out. But but I'm not cut out for that. I know that now. Um, ministry is overwhelming for me. I can't imagine adding um, the business of, of real estate and landlord-tenant agreements and, and all that other stuff. I, I just can't imagine. Um, but it would probably make a great deal of money if I was doing it. Uh, we have our young people who, through this culture, are sort of programmed to finish high school with some idea of, of the job, J-O-B, that you're going to have or do throughout the remainder of your life and then study in college, get that degree, get that position, maintain that position for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, retire and get a gold watch. But we know that they don't even exist anymore. <laughs> that kind of job security doesn't even exist anymore. The idea that you are going to get any kind of degree, BA, master's, and then find the position necessary to, um, I love that, uh, that emoji, uh, Justin, um, and then find positions to sort of fulfill that goal is, is a foolish thought in today's conditions, in today's oh. weather. So, Keona, be sure, beloved, be sure that this quote-unquote business is your business, is what you're being called to do. Uh, Oprah used to say, and I kind of like it, discover what you enjoy. Discover what you want to do. Discover what you would like to do, and then learn how to make money from that. And if it requires education, if it requires, you know, college, if it requires trade school, you know, great, then then go after that. But many of you have ideas. I said this yesterday. Many of you are holding money in your hands, but it's locked in your hands because you will not take it out of your hands and write the book paint the painting, do the drawing, create, you know, the, the, the product 
that ultimately it is your business. But Keona want to speak to the fact that, um, and I am going to get to a more uh, spiritual answer to what you're asking me. Just give me a minute. I also want to speak to um, the idea of business as it relates to spiritual gifts or artistic gifts or, or musical gifts or, or whatever people's gifts might be. And some people only want to do the art. Some people only want to do the creation. But when it comes down to the business part, counting the numbers, keeping up with the taxes, doing the paperwork, that's when people then begin to fall off and they're not motivated. So when I hear you say, you know, it takes me a minute just to get ready to sit down to my computer, it makes me question, first, what business are you really doing and committed to? But then, two, just the business of running business itself. Because I've talked to many people who they don't want to do the paperwork. They don't want to do the office work. They don't understand the hours of administrative work that goes into just doing this broadcast every day, for example. I have to be ready at 8 in the morning to do this broadcast for noon. I got to, you know, wash my ass, get my face together, get my clothing together, get my disposition together. But then I got to figure out what I'm going to say, what I'm going to talk about. There's that that uh, that social media component where I've got to promote, advertise, you know, share this, you know, to five, six different sites, you know, at a time. There is office work associated with our skills and our gifts. And often what we do at a job is just the job, and then there's a secretary that handles the paperwork. Then there's an office administrator that handles the administrative stuff. There's a controller that handles, you know, the paychecks and, and the time scheduling, and there's all these other people. And we're now in a, in a day and time where we're being given the opportunity to be more independent, more autonomous, singular in our approach to business, employment, particularly right now, right now, jobs are being recreated all over based on now we have to do it from at home. Now you have to do it virtually. All of our morning talk shows, and Wolfie and everybody is at home. Wendy Williams, I watch some people, and, and I don't know what's going on with Wendy Williams either, by the way. All that crying that she did yesterday, that's something, uh-uh, that's not a good sign. Not a good sign, Wendy. Not a good sign. I'm concerned about you. Where's your sponsor? Something's going on with you, Wendy Williams. But everybody's now having to recreate their idea of work, of employment, of income, and how to keep that fluid in a day when we might not be able to walk the streets freely but for some time to come. Um, so now the esoteric, beloved. Um, make sure you're, you're handling your spiritual business. Make sure you're handling your spiritual business. And I tell my godchildren that all the time. Uh, Paul is a, a witness. I'm not in your house. I can't see you. I'm, I'm not there, you know, to, to, to wake you up and say, acknowledge your ancestors, do your prayers, acknowledge Aubrey every day. I'm not. I'm not at your house to say or do that. Um, I, I'm. I'm remotely present for you, uh, but make sure you're handling your business. Make sure you're getting sunlight. Sunlight, psychiatrists, doctors, scientists will tell you sunlight or lack thereof will make you depressed. 
You're not getting enough vitamin D. You're not getting enough of that rainbow spectrum that the sunlight projects on us. So you and your crystals need to go out in the grass, need to go out in the yard. Fortunately, I have a backyard. People have a backyard, have a front yard. I live across the street from the park. If I, if I wanted to do that, um, Keona, you've got to expose yourself to a, a decent balance of light. Pull the shade. Stop sitting in the house with the shades down, with the blinds closed. Let light into your house every day for those of you who are prone to being depressive, prone to down negative energy. Drink clean water first thing in the morning. And remember my crystal series. You aren't just drinking water. You're literally drinking in liquid crystal. Program your water. Speak over your water. Pray over your water. Speak life into your water before you drink it first thing in the morning. Then do your postum. Then do your tea. Then do your coffee. Then do your other, you know, Roma, your, your, your other alternative uh, morning drink. Um, I often sit in contemplation and prayer and meditation for as long as I can in the morning. So I might get up at 4.30, 5.30, 6.30, but I'm not doing full-scale business until 9 or 10 p.m. I might check my email in the phone, um, but, but like chat interactions, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. I, I won't even answer my phone sometimes in the morning until I'm fully woke, fully woke to share share that energy. Um, and again, my people closest to me, my mom and, and my sister know that distinctly about me. It goes all the way back to childhood. I can remember living upstairs on the second floor of our house and falling down, you know, 29 stairs, a flight of stairs. Uh, first thing in the morning, because I'm not fully in my body. My, my body is here, but my soul and my spirit are, are somewhere else. Um, so I've got to interact with my crystals, my stones, um, activate it with music, uh, activate it with, with prayer. Um, I got up and, and got into my music this morning, and, and, and some of it I reshared back to my Facebook page. I listen to my witch doctor music and, and my voodoo music and the stuff that, um, you know, gives me life and gives me energy going into this show. Um, as you can imagine, me, Wendy Williams, anybody, you cannot be on camera, have people looking in your face good and speak positive and be happy and be joyful if that's not really you. And it takes effort to do it. Something's going on with Wendy Williams. This isolation and separation and being at home, it's not showing up well on her. And what I saw yesterday in that pool was a mess. All that crying suggested something else, something else was happening with her that, that she didn't necessarily say. So, Keone, beloved, you've got to be more spiritual than you've ever been right now. You've got to. You've got to stay, I'm telling you, I've completely cleaned and reorganized and, and, and sat with my ancestors upstairs. Many of you know I have a, a, a private secret room upstairs where I keep the collective ancestors. Even some of my, uh, my initiates and godchildren ancestors are in that room. 
a lot of time there. Uh, it's away from my office space. It's away from my creative space. It's away from where I do business. So often it's a challenge, Keona, with, with my business mind because I get up and, and do my routines and I come downstairs. But I've been spending more time upstairs because um, we need the ancestors right now more than ever. We need God right now more than ever. We need spirit right now more than ever. Um, so drink plenty of water. Get your fruits and vegetables. Some of you are sitting at home and eating them carbohydrates and sugar and snacking. And, and the media, of course, encourages that, you know, particularly now while you stay at home. I don't even eat Domino's, and I get Domino's messages, texts, and emails several times a day. Um, and, of course, I could stop and block it if I want to, but it's curious just to see them desperately uh, seeking people out. But I'm eating healthier right now than I ever have. I'm eating more right now than I ever have. So I'm, I'm, I'm picking up healthy weight again. I'm, I'm one of those diabetics who loses weight and finds it hard to maintain weight. Um, so I've been thin most of my life, even before I was diabetic, um, 12, 10. I, y'all see my pictures. I've always been real thin. Um, physically right now, I look just like I did in my Army picture, my pre-Army enlistment picture that some of you have seen in social media, me were in the Army recruiter. Uh, I'm, I'm at that same weight right now same body makeup right now. So I have to eat. I have to eat a lot. My doctor would have me eat every two hours. Uh, but I eat fruits and vegetables and, and healthy things and grains and nuts. Uh, you've got to get grains and nuts, beloved. Walnuts are good for your brain. Uh, it's said by vegans, but I don't know how true it is, that, that sometimes the shape and the look of your look like blood but we know beets have a great deal of iron and potassium in it, and, and, and so they're good for your blood. Well, walnuts are good for your brain. You've got to eat walnuts if, if you don't have a, you know, a nut allergy. Um, and, and even having a peanut allergy, sometimes they're not allergic to walnuts or Brazil nuts. Um, cashew nuts, you know, I'm going through cashews right now. You've got to get those nuts, something in them. I don't know the exact nutrients that fuels a sense of well-being, a sense of a clear mind. Um, yogurt is a good product. And I like Greek yogurt because I can then mix whatever fruit or flavor, you know, I want to in, into the Greek yogurt. Sometimes I pour the Greek yogurt into my smoothie um, and then add just a little bit of canned milk or pet milk to that. Um, but you've got to eat those colors, those dark colors, those purple colors, those red colors. You got to get plenty of water. You got to get a decent amount of, of nuts, of walnuts, you know, into your life to help balance out that energy that would otherwise make you. Um, of course, um, he would be trying to call me right now during the show. <laughs> He might be listening to me right now. I have a lot to say about what I have said during the course of the show. So please forgive that momentary uh, uh, suffering right there while I uh, denied his phone call. It's so kind of funny. It's funny how, you know, how, how 
spirit can work, how we can talk up people. And this is regular for me. This ain't, this ain't unusual for me to be in conversation with people like you that I'm close to, and then we talk up people, bring their energy, you know, right up. Um, so, yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of funny. But, yeah, I'm sure he has a lot to say now. He's probably very forgiving about all his uber, over-the-top, uh, aggressive religious posts at me. It's not even having a, a mutual conversation. It's people coding at me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, man, it, it's crazy. We speak our reality into existence. I don't care what your religion, I don't care what your belief system, you speak your reality into existence. And, and, and even, Keona, if you think you at home and you by yourself and, and you ain't saying it out loud, if you're saying it in your head, you might as well say it. You might as well say it. Even the magical book says if you look upon a woman with lust, with violation, you've already violated her. So, of course, that one passage in the magical book is talking specifically about lust, but it's symbolic of our ability to create and recreate our reality with our mind. So if you're thinking the bad thoughts, that's not helpful either. Now, my mom ain't all that magical as an evangelical Christian, but she taught us at a very young age about meditation, about being quiet, about thinking good thoughts. My mom was quick to say, well, well sit down. And, well, we, we bore, we don't have nothing to do. Well, meditate. Think good thoughts. Think good thoughts. My mama would say that four, five, six, seven years old. Think, think good thoughts. Because it absolutely feeds your reality, Fiona. It absolutely feeds your reality. Um, so you, you, you've got to speak into the air what you want things to be. You've got to project into the air what you want to manifest, what you want the outcome to be. And if you're secure about your business, what it is that you're doing, um, you just need to get your energies together, um, please get light, both sun and moon equally. Don't overfocus on moon energy. Remember, you need a decent balance of both. Everybody does. Um, thank you, beloved. I'm trying to reach out to me, but I can't talk to you right now in the middle of my show. <laughs> Forgive me, Kim. He's still trying to call. Um, so you, you've got to do those things to feed your spirit. You have to. Let the phone ring. Let it go to voicemail. Don't be so quick to answer every call. It's not always important. It's not always urgent. It's not always necessary. You know, and give yourself time. Give yourself time, you know, to heal. You I don't know, think and, it was that. I think that it drudged up something. I think it drudged up something that I have to just address because in the in, in this particular industry everybody is like, you gotta figure it out. You just have to figure it out. And that's what happened when I turned eighteen, my mom passed. I had to figure it out. I had to figure it out when I don't know. And I don't want to make mistakes in business that I made in life because this is a whole different playing field. Right. You know, I have people reaching out to me that want to be on payroll, you know, 
there's people that are reaching out that want to be on payroll. They're wanting to reach out to me. I have someone now that I have to get back to because they're they're wanting to work for me. And so, and then if I go to someone, then they want to charge. Is everyone has a price tag to them? You know, they want to charge. 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 And it's like okay. But that's a part of business, beloved. Let's take taxes for instance. I either got to do my own taxes, or I'm going to have to Mm -hmm. hire and pay somebody to do it. You know, trademarking, branding, LLC. I had to pay for that. I had to pay for that. You know, and the threat of not doing the work is people stealing your brand, stealing your effort. You know, um, I go back to my original question. I, I think my answer, even after you clarified it just now, was still appropriate. You've got to be willing to give yourself time to do the healing work. And if what you're doing in terms of business is not feeding that, you might have to reexamine your being in that particular business. If it's not giving you pleasure, you know, the hard work is pleasurable for me. I complain about it only in jest, only in, in, in making note of it. Even sometimes in the email, and I've slacked off saying this in the emails too, by the way, my schedule is overwhelming. My schedule is overwhelming. My schedule is overwhelming. Because again, we speak our reality into existence. I, we create and recreate. So when I say that, I'm absolutely creating the environment where I'm going to be overwhelmed by my schedule. So I'm not saying that as much anymore because I don't want to lessen the business that I'm getting, but I want to lessen my attachment to it that shows up as this being overwhelming. So you want to be sure that you're in the line of business that's most appropriate for you and then organize your time, your day, your schedule, your routine, balance with your spirit, with your spirit. So maybe you address your emails in the afternoon and not in the morning, in the evening, like after the show, and, and then make your return phone call. You know, so, so now, excuse me, you have the morning to completely wake up. By noon, you know, we're doing the show, if, if that's what you choose to continue to do. I, I've never told Keona she had to be here every day. She just chooses to do so, and, and we're grateful for her. Um, and then after the show, in the afternoon, then schedule your appointments. Then return your phone call. You're probably more likely to be in a better state after this show than before. I would hope so. I would hope that 30 people aren't sitting here looking at me and I'm not entertaining or I'm not fulfilling or I'm not, you know, giving you some jumping off point emotionally and spiritually to sort of pick up again and move forward. But, but you know, during Katrina, um, I was doing West, work at home agent. So all the 800 numbers, I did that. You know, home shopping network, I did that um, because it was the only thing to do at that time. We were trying to recover from Hurricane Katrina, so I needed any income that I could get at that time. And it was cute at first. You know, we were making 19 cents a minute, 29 cents a minute, 39 cents a minute, you know, to ask people their name, address, credit card information. You know, we sell in Lysazine and we sell in uh, the Bullet, you know, and the Nutrisystem and all that kind of stuff. And the money was cute. 
at first. And then the minute it became a job, Kiona, I was done. The minute it became a job, I was done. It wasn't spirit. It wasn't you know ritual. It wasn't religious. It wasn't creative. It wasn't acting or performing. It only paid my bills. And so that's why you, you, you got to get clear. Anybody listening to me, you got to get clear. Otherwise, you, you're in an environment that you're not happy with, that's not feeding your soul, that's, that's not feeding your spirit. And I'm going to tell you how bad I got. I'm going to tell you why they fired me, okay? Um, I got good because I've worked switchboards all my life. I know how to work a switchboard. I, you know, I can command that. But I also knew how to hang up on people. I also knew how to block calls coming in. <laughs> so so the, the line would answer and script would pop up on my screen. You know, some of you know what I'm talking about. And I would click. I would start my greeting and, and click. You know, given the, the semblance of technological glitches, but, but reality is technology being what it is, they knew I was hanging up on people. Wes knew that there wasn't a problem, and I was dumping people at the onset. So eventually, uh, they wouldn't let me uh, schedule on anymore, uh, which turned out to be in my favor. It forced me to reexamine who I was, how I was living, how I was earning my money. So I, I then went back to vending on the street. I picked a place in my neighborhood, in my community. This was before Hurricane Katrina. The laundromat on Magazine Street. Many of you know where I'm talking about. And I would sell incense oil, crochet stuff, wood carving from Africa, jewelry from Africa. In fact, that's where I first met Kalinda Laveau. I was vending in front of the, the laundromat on, on Magazine. Uh, and, and there was no conversation really of booing back then from either one of us. It, it was still a very private individual thing that, that was going on in our individual lives. So Katrina came, Kiona, and of course now I'm forced to evacuate. Now I'm forced to go to Texas. First, first place I've ever been been racially profiled, profiled in, out, out loud in my life was in Texas. Um, head wrapped, wrapped up like Beanie Man, uh, and, being, and, and having people call me Aunt Jemima. I had a white gay guy walk up to me and say, oh, you look just like Aunt Jemima. You know, first time I've ever dealt with that level of racism. Uh, I was truly isolated in North Dallas. Um, huge city, if you don't have more transportation. Huge city uh, to be trying to take a bus or a light rail or, or something on. Uh, but the only support I got was from the Hispanic community. From my Mexican and Honduran and and Guatemalan neighbors who often didn't even speak English and would knock on my door and, and, and sometimes I would wake up and it would be envelopes of money at my door and, and they would have cut, you know, uh, herbs out of my garden and they would leave money. They would cut, a, you know, a snipping of a plant out of my garden and they would leave money. You know, and, and eventually I started doing readings um, and, and the little children you know, 10, 11, 12, would talk for grandma, would talk for, for dad or mom. Um, and, and, and that's when I, I began to realize the value of my ministry because I don't prophesize. I'm not marketing. I'm not call me now. I'm not trying to pull every one of you in to be my godchildren. 
I know the gravity of that. I know the problems that come with that. So I'm not trying to get all of y'all to be my godchildren. Um, I'm only trying to be present and be be an example. Um, and so from there, Kiona, um, online presence picked up. Back then, it was Yahoo 360, MySpace, uh, Black Planet. Yahoo had some, some more popular groups back then. And people really wanted to know about what I did. People really wanted to where I am today. So even today now, my phone rings constantly, day and night. You've experienced it right here during the show. People will call all day, all night, right here during the show. Um, and it's never ending. It's never ending. I can either look at just the business and be overwhelmed. I can look at just the constant calls, just the constant employment, just the constant needs and requests and be overwhelmed. That's the business of spirituality and religion. But the truth of spirituality and religion is you got to be spiritual and you got to be religious. And so with that, if I were not doing my work, I couldn't be a service to you. I couldn't be present to you. And there's no greater barometer of that than my mom and my sister Wapani, who, who constantly keep my feet on the ground, who constantly keep me in check, who know where I've come from, who know what I've dealt with, who know what I've endured, who know what I've survived, who know now so much of what I'm gifting to you every day. And it doesn't always make my mom happy. She would rather I rest more. She would rather I ate more. She would rather I spent more time in self-care than the level of ministry that I'm operating in right now. You know, but I do it because it's the righteous thing to do. So be clear, beloved, about what you're doing. Is it really what you should be doing? Is it really feeding your needs? Is it really paying your bills? Is it really keeping you centered? And I don't expect you to respond unless you want to, because you know your mic is open. But, uh, and I'm also speaking to everybody. No, that's not what I was saying. Like, I received what you're saying, but that's not what I was saying. What I was saying was, what I was trying to say when I say everybody's trying to charge is that, the person that I'm closest to in the in the industry, not even really that close because we just started back talking, was telling me that it's going to be two years before I actually start to see something. So basically I'm having to spin out just to talk to somebody. And I think that's crazy. I think that is crazy that I'm having to spin out more and may not make a dime. And to me that's not, and I'm, I'm my son sign is Libra. The scales aren't balancing for me. See, if see, I'm having again. to get more out than what I'm receiving. Listen, and let me, I'm going to say it again. Kiona, I hear you. I hear exactly what you're saying. That's why I keep starting with, be sure about what it is that you're doing. Is that really what you're supposed to be doing? Is that really you? Now that you're giving a little bit of detail, because I still don't know what you do really, but you're giving a little bit more detail. I can only compare that to the investments that everybody makes in business. The money that I pay for my website every month, for my advertising every month, to keep my, my Microsoft Word and some of my other applications going every month. 
to pay my premium for Block Talk Radio every month. There are investments that every business person has to make. That's the investment in the business. That's the business part of the business. Now, now again, I don't know what you do. I don't know who you're paying exactly or, or what you're paying through to my own experience. So I have let people into my account. I have let people into my PayPal. I have let people into my Blog Talk Radio. I have let people into my King. I have let people into my live person site. I have let people into my psychic network. Only thinking that I'm helping them, that I'm gifting them with information. And just like spirituality and religion, just like the free reading I've learned in my experience, people don't respect free. I can talk for three hours for free and, and people won't remember a word I said or would do what they want to do. The minute I put a donation, a substantial donation on the reading, now people take my reading very seriously. And they hang on every word. And they're looking to get the value that they invested in the reading. And, and so far, people are satisfied. So that's what I'm talking about. Be sure that this program you're doing is more than a hustle. We, we got to remove hustles from our conversation and from our mentality, particularly in the black community. Be sure it's not just a hustle, Keona. Be sure it's just not you visioning that money that's coming in the future, but your heart ain't in it right now. Your spirit ain't in it right now. So now, today, I would charge to let people in my account today. Because I've done it too many times, only to see people either not value the information or abuse that opportunity and information or, or, or not take it seriously. So today, yeah, I'm, I'm going to charge you for my advice. Consultants charge financial consultants, medical consultants, real estate consultants charge for their advice. So I, I don't know, if, again, what you do, not exactly. Um, and I don't necessarily agree, even though I don't know exactly what you do with the idea that it's going to take you two years to make any money. I think there's an exception to any rule. Once you know the business that is your target, there's an exception to every rule. So two years for anything, Mary Kay, real estate, sounds like a lot, unless we're talking about getting paid, you're paying for licensing, instruction, uh, that's absolutely going to be, you know, of value to you. But without knowing exactly what you do, which is why I wanted to talk to you on the weekend, um, I can't be much more. No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much an open book. So I'm trans, well, I want to ultimately be a freight broker, but I'm starting out in freight dispatching and okay, government contracting. Again, so, how passionate are you about that? I'm not passionate about it because I would rather do spirituality, but again, that's going to cost. So you have to make money to do that. Exactly. So so you'll keep saying, that. oh, no, that's not what I meant. I, I hear you clearly. I hear you clearly. And that's why I, I would rather to- administer spiritual baths. I would rather have my own facility with people that I, that the spirit would grant permission for me to give them spiritual baths. 
you know, help help them to heal, you know. I would rather do that. I would rather be a medicine woman, but then I have to make money to do that because just to get initiated, that's going to cost. You have to make that's money. That's what I'm passionate about. You have to make money to do anything, to do anything. That's what I'm saying. I mean, to work at Walgreens behind the checkout counter. I mean, you, you got to pay for your transportation, your cash, your uniform. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what the job is, what the skill is, unless it's low-level jobs, low-level skills. And they're only going to get in the way. You're talking about qualified positions, expert positions, professional positions, both that you're referencing, what you're trying to get into now, and what you would prefer to get into. They both require a professional level of skill and service. Even the evangelical minister often goes to some kind of seminary, some kind of theological school. Or take some kind of course. I watched my mama at her age take new courses to get new information, new degrees, new certifications. So there's always going to be some investment. The, the idea of free is an illusion in our culture. It always has been. We say free public school, and we send our kids off, and we expect them to get everything at that school, even including food in some some cases. We, we expect the school to do everything and it's free. Well, it's not free. We're paying for it in our taxes. We're paying for it in effort. You know, we pay for it in many other ways. So get clear about what it is, beloved. My, my answer is still the same. Get clear about what it is that you're doing, that you want to do, that spirit says that you should be doing and commit to that. People told me along my journey that when you get serious and you commit to something, the resources for your initiation, for your study will come. And, and that turned out to be true for me. And sometimes it was uh, an even exchange of service, an even exchange of time. It, it's not always about money. I, I say that all the time. How people come at me has everything to do with how I respond. Everything to do with how I respond. You see me do it here on the show when, when I lean in and, and answer questions. I pick apart every word in the question right here on air. I say, now, beloved, it's, it's, it's in the way that you ask. It's in the way that you say it, and then I respond. I'm the same way in an email. And so when people come at me a certain way and I can see you clearly, even behind the, the, the illusion of an autonomy in the computer, I respond, respond automatically. I respond with my textbook copy and paste response. Now, when people give me detail and the appropriate detail, I respond in the appropriate way. And you, beloved, I offer to give you initiation live on air for free for all the efforts that you share with us. All I'm asking you to do is call me at a specified time. Now, since you're okay with being an open book, you were supposed to call me at 12 o'clock Sunday. And my phone didn't work. Oh, wait a minute. You know your schedule was busy this weekend. I scheduled you <laughs> for 12 o'clock Saturday, and my phone never rang. I didn't have never your number. That's why I emailed you. I emailed you, and I apologize for miscommunication. 
because it was on my part because I understood that because you said call me and I emailed you back and I said I don't have your number I said well here's my number and when you get a chance and so I understood that you were going to call me because I never had your number but I will make sure that I communicate that more effectively now thank you for saying that loud on air because thank you Paul Cologne Paul Cologne knows Paul been with me for years for years He's one of my best godchildren. Um, so thank you, Paul, for saying that. Um, but yes, uh, uh, Keon, it might be a little bit on both of our parts, but I appreciate you saying that so that it gives me the opportunity to stay live on air. I don't call people. That's one of the things that got Miss Cleo. Y'all remember Miss Cleo? Call me now with her fake accent. And Cleo turned out to be an actress, turned out to be a liar. Started robocalling people at home, talking to their children or whoever answered the phone and, and collecting information. So I don't call anybody ever. I never call anybody. Appointment, you have to call me. And if I neglected to send you that kind of response, Keona, forgive me, because I have a copy and paste response. Call me on my Skype number. If I'm not on Skype, my Skype will automatically transfer you to my private line. And so all my clients, all my customers call me at, at an appointed time. Yeah, Miss Cleo, seven of gentlemen, um, she went to prison. She went to prison for calling people, for evasion of taxes, uh, for all kind of stuff. Um, so, and I know other practitioners who've run into problems. You know, it's, it's people like Dateline and Nightline in 2020, 60 Minutes. They can't wait. They can't wait to catch up. To you want to be psychics and you want to be practitioners who are not operating in the realm of spirituality and religion. Because this is spirituality and religion. I have a ministerial license. I have ministerial certification. I can walk into the hospital or on with my African voodoo stuff on with my ID. I can do that. I'm legitimate in that way. But, but many of you just see, you know, who do work, root work, how quick can I, you know, be a practitioner to do that? And it's so much more to this than that. So much more. Um, but beloved Keona, back to you, girlfriend. Uh, I'm available to you 24-7. 24-7. I don't think I need to say more more than that. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't need to say more no, than that. No, I'm just gonna effectively I'm, and I think that's probably why I use so much profanity is because I don't communicate well. <laughs> I'll have to work on my communication Because yeah, you did say that So I do apologize Yeah and it has everything to do with how I'm wired My Asperger So I'm very detail oriented I do pay close attention To what people typically remember Typically um, But no beloved I, I, you know, Once I establish an appointment Or, or say you know, I'm available to you I, I expect people to call me um, I, I, I want my clients to be the aggressor. And my more aggressive clients, you know, they say the squeaky uh, uh, wheel gets the oil. <laughs> you know, my more aggressive clients, my more verbal clients, uh, like Paul, hear from me almost every day. Have some kind of relationship with me every day. Um, whether it's by text, whether it's by email, whether it's by phone. Um, and I respond. I respond. 
it's hard to keep up. It's easier for you all to keep up with me as one person than for me to try to keep up with all the people that I interact with every day. It's very difficult. So I need you to call me. Unless we have a scheduled appointment, unless I got something jotted down, you know, on my calendar, I really require people to reach out to me um, so that there's no confusion. PayPal pays attention to the email request. I want you all to know that. Uh, I am set up as a, a ministerial LLC with PayPal. And so they know I don't sell anything. They know I don't sell services. They know I don't sell rituals. They know that I accept offerings and donations, like any church, like any religion. And then a part of the religious practice is the reading, is the divination, is the services um, that I offer. And, of course, my godchildren and my initiates, you know, like, like Paul, you know, get so much more from me, whole books of information for me, um, consistent. If you could take it every day, I'll send stuff to you every single day. If you can take it all day, I'll send books and information to people all day. Paul will tell you, Paul will tell you, sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it's overwhelming. And I'm paying attention to that. I'll pay attention to how long it takes somebody to go through a 67-page book, you know, and then they email me back the next day, you know, as if they're ready. You know, it's so much more to this than that. So um, I'm here for you, Kiona. I'm here for everyone, but particularly you, Kiona. I've told you that 24 hours a day. It should be no kind of miscommunication between you and I because you can contact me 24 hours a day. You can email me and say, what's up? What the hell is going on? I, I thought we had, you know, um, sometimes I do that. I say, hey, we had a 12 o'clock appointment. If you need to reschedule, email me. Typically, I do that. Um, I might be a little bit more lax with friends and family because uh, to some degree, we also like friends and family. And typically, I don't do services for my friends and family. Some of the biggest problems that I've had was, was trying to do work with cousins. And, and it went to the left, you know, went to the left. So typically with friends and family and clients and initiates, I keep them separate. So, so you and I are kind of a little mixed up. So I treat you like friends and family. And so I expect you to take certain liberties um, that I, my clients would not take. And so you can reach out to me 24 hours a day. I'm going to respond. I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to say, oh, beloved, I forgot or Give me a moment to, you know, see what's happening, you know, and then I'll I'll get back to you. Um, yeah, it's Keisha Smith. I, I watch Wendy Williams almost every day. I'm not embarrassed to say that. When I miss her show, I watch it on YouTube. But I watched her live today, yesterday, the day before. Whoever her sponsor is ain't on their P's and Q's. Something's going on with Wendy. And I'm not suggesting she didn't relapse. I'm not suggesting it, but yesterday was weird. Even before she started crying, go back and watch go watch it on, on YouTube in, in rerun. Even before she started crying, the way she talked yesterday was weird. It was very weird. The way she looked in that poop, like, baby, I'm just rolling out the bed. I got to do this show. 
I ain't got time to get it together. Let me throw on this post with this black bra still visible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, while she ate her breakfast, you know, over that glitter burger. You know, I watched it. She had that all glitter burger and cried over it. I said, I, I desperately wanted to call her. I desperately wanted to reach out to her, like right then. I knew by the time it gets to Central Time that it's already simulcast, and that she's already probably in motion. I wanted desperately to talk to Wendy Williams. Wendy, girl, if you can hear me right now, if your people are paying attention, call me, email me. I swear you got total anonymity with me. I swear nobody ever, ever, I, I won't mention it on the show. I will never tell anybody that you and I talk because I know how you are about privacy and stuff. But Wendy, girl, Wendy, come on now. Be free to tell you who I was. Call me, girl. Something going on with her. And her, and her sponsor ain't doing it. Her sponsor ain't doing it. Fiona, do I have questions or comments that I'm not seeing? Um. No, I'm you not, you don't. Is it everybody was chiming in about the Wendy Williams thing? Okay. Oh, I got a new phone caller. Area code. I have two new phone callers. Area code 770. I'm going to come to you first. Well, I got a new phone caller. 770. Area code 770. I can hear it. Go back with an echo. 770. Mute your YouTube. Hello. There you go. Greetings. Who's calling and where are you calling from? I'm calling from Pittsburgh. Um, I would like to say hello <laughs> to you. I'm a big fan. I've been um, following you, watching you. And um, I do need um, a private reading, and I would like to um, schedule that with you. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Oh. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> I'm just a little mm-hmm. nervous because um, I'm really a big fan, and um, I, I admire what you do and stuff. And watching you and what you how you explain everything really got me researching mm-hmm. and trying to um, seek out like um, what's my true purpose in life and stuff like that. And I. Oh, I'm just yeah. nervous right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be nervous. There's no reason to be nervous. I mean, huh? everybody's at home. Everybody's at home in, in their house. Be, be, yeah. You don't have to be nervous. But you I know a there's, a, there's a ton of people watching, and I don't know if some people that might know me might be watching. I'm not scared of them. I just don't want to hurt nobody's feelings because I had leaked out. Um, Advice from other people, and I'm like, I can't know. I like, I gotta go to the Divine Prince. I I can't do this. And this is before I like really in depth started um um watching your um your 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 you on YouTube, following yeah. you on um Instagram, and also on Facebook and stuff like that. I've been like really following you and stuff, and 
I really don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. See, that's one problem with me. I'm always considering other people, but nobody ain't considering my feelings and stuff. And I just, you know, want a private, you know, conversation um, if possible. And maybe later on, like, as I continue to, you know, watch you, um, and I can catch you on time because this is ironic. I was able to catch you on time and get in the queue before the 90, 60, 10 seconds was up right. and stuff because I can't never really catch that part. But um, I definitely need and seek, I'm in need of advice and guidance a lot. Well, beloved, send, please send me an email, a private email. Yeah. I certainly will yeah. respond to you and, and schedule you an appointment. And I most certainly appreciate your call um, and appreciate your support and, and, and following and participating in the show. I certainly appreciate you. Yes. Now, give me a moment. Yeah. I'm going to come back to you. Um, just mute yourself yeah. so that we don't hear your background noise. But when you're ready to speak again, um, just jump in. Hello. I'm going to open area code 318. 318. Is this um, who do a cross system? You know who it is. You know. <laughs> Greetings, <laughs> beloved. What's your question or comment? How you doing? All is a blessing. Um, I'm, doing, I'm doing great. Uh, that's kind of what, what set off my my friend earlier today that I'm, I'm actually doing great. And, and sometimes when when you're doing good, even in the midst of, of a storm. Um, so I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm feeling with Kiana. Hold on. Hold on. I'm feeling what Kiana talking about uh, today. And um, I want to just ask you, you know, because she's talking about getting initiated and, you know, establishing herself basically to become a root worker and kind of also in her other field. And like, that's where I'm at right now. But I want to ask you, how could a God child of yours really establish themselves and and not master, but um, gain expertise in the field of spirituality? How can one do that? What, what, like, from your from your um, times of being a student, what advice could you give us to become better students? Um, and particularly with me, because I really can't speak a whole lot on what other practitioners do or don't do. Um, I know I've been told the level of information that I share achieves anything. That, that, Beloved, you've given us way too much background noise. Um, what people are gaining from me uh, is a great deal what they have gotten from other teachers and, and in their experience initiating. Uh, I have many people who reinitiate with me. They, they originally started, you know, Lukumi, Santeria, with some other practitioner, and then they end up with me to sort of fill in all of those blanks. So I would say, first, be patient. Don't expect to rush through this. I often get, you know, well, how long does initiation take as long as it takes you to gather the information? Some people gain it quicker, sooner than others, um, advance faster than others. Um, some others take time. 
struggling with the language, struggling with the Yoruba, struggling with making sense of all these different branches and paths and how they manifest the same spirit or the same power. So be willing to do the work. Um, be willing to, to uh, communicate and to talk and to ask questions. Um, sometimes I sit out a document and I, I don't get any questions back. And I know people don't understand everything that's being said, that's being written. Um, it's like sitting in class and not ever raising your hand, not ever asking questions. Um, maybe because you're fearful or, or, or like the last caller, you're, you're nervous. But that should never be a reason to stand up and speak your truth, to ask questions, to um, um, be alive in the process of your own initiation, your own study. Even the quote-unquote self-initiated person has to be alive in that, has to truly want to read and study and memorize and take in um, all that information, all, all that, that is available to sort of elevate oneself on, on the path. I have a few godchildren that right now um, are ready to be readers, but they aren't out of their own sense of integrity, out of their own sense of, you know, not wanting to advance past where they are and absolutely not wanting to take on other people's energy. Because when you start working for others, other people's energy, you now have to be good at cleaning yourself and maintaining yourself as well as the client that you might be reading for and encountering. Because you're now collecting all their stuff. The vibration is passing through you. So you're now collecting all of their darkness, all of their negativity, all of their insecurity all of their fears, all of their wants and dreams are being imparted on the minister, are being imparted on the reader. Um, so you have to be up to par. Um, I don't want to call anybody out, um, but yeah, I got God children right now that have temporal space, that got altered, that could very easily say, hey, I'm open for business and put a sign up. Uh, but they don't out of respect for themselves, for the ancestors, for the for the loa, for me, for the process. There are too many uh, who do uh, occultism, and I know you know this, which is why you called in and asked your question and, and then went on back into to the chat, that many others need to hear this. And, and, and those are the ones who are in a hurry to be practitioners, in a hurry to be a practitioner. Please take your time. Grow, elevate yourself in the tradition. Know, know what this is really about before you invite that kind of energy to you. There's residual energy involved in this that sticks to the practitioner, that has to be dealt with, that has to be cleansed. Uh, many of you have heard me say, um, I'm often woken up in the middle of the night. 15 minutes, 20 minutes before my phone rings because your energy already affects me. Your energy is already present. So being a reader, it's not it's not small-time business. It's the real deal. And I know many readers that are jacked up right now, personal lives, love lives, 
financial lives are jacked up because they they trying to rush into being a practitioner and, and they're not ready. Did you want to say something, beloved? Or are you talking to somebody else in the room? I'm on mute. This is Kiana. I was I was just tripping. I was just talking to you, and now my business line is beeping in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm, mine is ringing too. In fact, I'm gonna. It's almost two thirty. I'm, I'm gonna move forward. Unless you all have some questions or comments for me, I'm going to move. Mm-hmm. I'm about to call. Forward. I'm about to email and schedule my appointment because I need to know. But I'm gonna let you eat first. Save some of that popcorn for me. Yes, indeed. I appreciate you and your support and your participation and your love and everyone who's with me um, on the phone lines who called in and, and participated today. I also appreciate, of course, all of my YouTube Live listeners and and viewers and participants, more importantly, the participants who added your voice, who added your questions and, and comments. I most certainly appreciate you. I love you. I'm here for you virtually 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You can email me at divineprince at houseofthedivineprince.com. You can contact me on my on my psychic world by way of my direct link and know that I am absolutely here with you and for you. Um, as always, I remind you to be just be. You're not, you're not being asked to do anything else, to be anything else, to, to create anything else, to just, just be. And to be true, to be natural, and to be authentic and organic to indeed who you are, to who you are. So just be, be at peace, be happy, be tranquil, be meditative. Be whole. Be whole. Be happy. Be still. Be willing to listen. And just be. Be careful. Be proactive. Be available. Be peace. Be prayerful. Be patient. Be grateful. Be kind. Be still. Be present. Be good. Be calm. Be willing to be innovative. Be creative. Be yourself. Be neighborly, but from a distance. Be neighborly. And by all means, be well. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. All is a blessing. All is a blessing. Thank you so much, uh, Kiona, and all of my Blog Talk Radio listeners and participants for always showing up and showing out. I'm going to give you a little... Gregory suit as I move forward. All is a blessing. A dash of cayenne to the root. Gonna put on my Gregory suit. Boil a gumbo hot. And steady, don't care if ready, ready. Gone free at that old cemetery. Down on Cleabone, where she's buried. 
build a fire on the bayou when a black cat scratch at two under a full moon that's blue chant the magic words kufaru a dash of cayenne to the room gonna put on my Greek grease Black top hat, black suit too, single rod that Moses through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my green grease. Black top hat, black suit too, same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. Going free at the old cemetery, down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne. To the roof, gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Yeah. Black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my grease suit.
Come back.